All right. Uh, again, one last warning. If you are a juror or someone who's going to be testifying that's not supposed to be watching this stuff, go away, please. <laughs> the Sack Simmons trial. All right. So if you guys remember, uh, it's a story that uh, was on Guthrie News page in 2000, October 2019. Uh, this happened October 26, 2019. 33-year-old Mandy Gorsh uh, was struck by a vehicle uh, at across the street from Roosters, which is a, a, a downtown bar uh, next to the police department. There was a parking lot across the way, and I'll kind of get into more details here in a little bit. Uh, there were two parties, uh, altercations, verbal altercations, um, a truck driven by Zach Simmons uh, takes off. Uh, Mandy is hit. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go in more details here, but just kind of a, a broad picture here. Uh, she gets hit. This is about 1130 at night, and she passed away uh, about 12 hours later the following day at an Edmond Hospital. So that's the overdue, overview there. As I got it real quick second, I think it's this one. Yeah. So if you ever want to uh, do this here real quick, if you ever want to look something up on Guthrie News page, uh, just go in and click in the name right here or title if you want to look up Guthrie Public Schools or if you want to look up a specific person or a school, whatever. If you type in, like I typed in Zach Simmons here, and it goes through all the articles that I have written in the past uh, on this case. So uh, this one was uh, the first one is uh, his preliminary hearing uh, when Zach Simmons was first taken into uh, custody. Uh uh, and, and by the way, I, I want to turn this ad off. If you see an ad uh, that I've been working with Google ads, trying to get some of these ads that shouldn't be on there. I'm constantly blocking, blocking, blocking. But if there, you see an a inappropriate ad, just click that X and then report the ad. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of say what's on there. I can't block them, but unfortunately I block them after I see them. So uh, you can help me out by clicking the X and then reporting the ad. And hopefully Google takes those off. So, um, if there's something miss uh, that's not uh, should be on there, I apologize. It's I, I don't have any control there. I don't look at anybody's toe. That's not really inappropriate, but I just simply don't want to look at it. Um, I should note here, getting back to the the trial here, Zach Simmons has been charged with leaving the scene of a fatality accident. It was not this is not a murder charge, murder two, manslaughter. It is not that charge. This is a one charge leaving the scene of a fatality accident. So um, today was day one of jury trial. It started at 9 a.m. Logan County courtroom. Judge Philip Corley, who uh, is the district judge of Logan and Payne County District 9. Uh, judge Corley actually uh, filed to be the district judge again, did not draw an opponent. Uh, judge Corley does a, a fantastic job. Uh, really appreciate uh, what he's done since I've been doing it, and uh, he runs a very uh, fair uh, courtroom. But uh, anyway, uh, jury trial started at 9 o'clock in the very first part of a trial. Obviously, you got to select a jury or board dire, if you will. Um, so there's a back and forth, uh, judge asks, asks everybody, a lot of the uh, jurors questions and then each attorney, the state and the defense each, uh, have a lot of questions for all, all the jurors and the, the state can get rid of five jurors 
and then the defense can get rid of five jurors. So at the interview and uh, for whatever reason they want to get rid of a juror, they can say, thank you for, for coming, but we don't want you to be on this trial for whatever reason. It can be uh, something they don't think will be help, helpful for their case or whatever it may be. Uh, they have five scratches on each side. Of course, a judge can do that as well. Um, and Judge Corley excused six jurors today. And as I mentioned, you can have five on each side for the state and the defense. And each actually had four scratches each. They had uh, one more, but they did not. They waived that option. So uh, each side had four, and uh, and there's one alter- alternative uh, jurors. So you have 12 plus one alternative, and each side could X out or take out one alternative that they don't want to be on there, but each of them waived as well. So we have 12 jurors and one alternative if something should happen. And so with that, you have seven women and five men on the case. The uh, uh, Zach Simmons, who is the defendant, is uh, his attorneys. Uh, I got a picture of it here in a second. There it is. Uh, those are his two attorneys there. Uh, Scott Adams there on the right, and he is a very, very uh, good attorney. We'll talk about that throughout the day, but uh, Scott Adams has some of the biggest cases in the state of Oklahoma, and he is on this on here on the on the right the the guy in the middle there is robert gray uh they have worked together for a long long time on, on trials like this robert gray actually there and, and that picture was taken today i uh, no picture no cameras or, or phones are allowed in the courtroom so that's taken from a distance so that's why it's a little bit grainy uh there but that picture was taken from uh, outside the courtroom because again uh, no cameras inside the courtroom but uh, anyway robert gray um, he did the board dire today. He did all the questions of the prospective jurors and, uh, um, he's helping, uh, Scott Adams, Robert Gray, by the way, the one in the middle there, he has filed a run for Oklahoma County district attorney. He's one of four. Who's going to try to win that seat. And then on the other side there at the very end is the defendant, Zach Simmons. So, um, so, Again, seven women and five men on the on the uh, on the juror in the juror box, and that took from nine a.m. all the way to twelve fifteen to get that juror uh, to get the jury seated. And then the uh, opening statements from each side and a couple of witnesses that started at two o'clock today. Kind of, and uh, I got my notes here. Uh, from uh, from today's first three hours of of back and forth between the attorneys, so I'll just kind of be looking down here a little bit, uh, looking at my notes. If you guys have any questions, I'll be uh, glad to uh, 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 Randy. So to state the obvious, I assume he pled not guilty. Uh, nope, that's a good question, Randy. Let me get that in here real quick. Uh, so say obvious, I assume he pleaded not guilty and this is not a plea bargain charge. Uh, he, he, indeed he pleaded not guilty, uh, had a preliminary hearing, which, um, those are those when the preliminary hearing 95, 98, 99, almost 100% of those, uh, eventually the trial, I, I honestly don't know if there was a plea deal. I'm sure there have been uh, plea deals that, uh, that have been offered, 
I, I can't say for certain if that's happened or not. Uh, maybe I can ask uh, tomorrow on day number two, but um, I don't believe, uh, obviously did not accept him if that, if that was the case. Uh, if found guilty up to 10 years in the state penitentiary is the uh, maximum uh, punishment there uh, for the leaving the scene of a fatality accident. Uh, but again, um, if you want to, uh, if, if oops, if this is the first time you've heard that, you can catch up on all the uh, on all the articles here just by going to Guthrie News page, doing a search for Zach Simmons, and there's uh, three or four articles that have already been done on this case. Okay, so the state uh, Jr. and I, I, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his first name. Uh, J.R., I don't know if I can say, I can't remember, but uh, he's for the Logan County District Attorney's Office. It's him, Carson Turner, another assistant district attorney, and uh, Lieutenant Mark Bruning with the Guthrie Police Department, who's the lead investigator. They're at the state table. And then I, I showed the picture earlier of the two attorneys with Zach Simmons at the defense table. Uh, the state got up there first and, and uh, talked about that. There's, so there's, three, there's two parties uh, there's uh, Zach Simmons, who was with uh, uh, his now girlfriend, I think now wife, then girlfriend, Mallory, and uh, another individual. And then the other party was Mandy, the, the one who passed away from, the, from, the, uh, from this incident here. Uh, she was with her wife, Jenny. And then there was two other guys, Tommy and Josh. So there's two different groups and just kind of paraphrasing what happened uh, in the courtroom today. Uh, Mandy and her, her group uh, go to Roosters. You know, the times are kind of there, but in the evening time, uh, they're there for 30 minutes. It's not really happening, not really a fun atmosphere. So then they walk to another club, to another downtown club. I uh, didn't like that a whole lot. Went to another club. I uh, didn't really like that. And then they went back to Roosters, and that's where uh, that were there until this incident happened. The other group, uh, Zach Simmons, uh, were, were inside the Roosters by the time they come back there. So you got both parties inside Roosters, and really there, really there's up until the till the incident. Both parties, for the most part, there's some things that they disagree on, but for the most part, everything that has gone back and forth, both both sides have really agreed. Um, but uh, we'll get to that here. I kept cut. Um, Scott Adams, the attorney for Scott or Zach Simmons, kept talking uh, about Zach's big truck. Um, that uh, obviously it had to have struck Mandy. I mean, uh, she got ran over. Whether um, I should say ahead of time that Zach Simmons, if you read these articles, did not know. He says he did not know that he hit anybody. In fact, did not didn't even realize what had happened uh, that he had hit anybody or accused of hitting somebody. Was until the next day uh, when Lieutenant Mark Brunning got the police department knocked knocked or called or whatever it was to let him know that uh, someone had died that someone was hit. So uh, he's. Zach Simmons at the time, he didn't even know, uh, his attorney, Scott Abson, he didn't even know he had hit anybody uh, or was aware of any of that. But uh, in some of the opening statements, Scott Adams kept talking about um, Zach Simmons' 2015 Ford 
F-250 four-door truck. And he, he said big truck two or three times. And then he said giant truck one time. So I think what uh, Scott Adams is probably building up is that this big old truck and he didn't feel, he felt something, but didn't feel like it was, uh, he had hit anybody. So I think big truck, giant truck will play in a factor here uh, coming up uh, later on in the trial. Um, so there's an altercation inside, a verbal altercation. It looks like they make up, but, and we haven't got to this part yet of what, as they walked out, uh, Zach Simmons and his party walk out at 1126. And then Mandy's group walks out two minutes later at 1128. And everything seems to be okay inside. But something, we haven't got there yet, uh, haven't heard any testimony of what happened, of what made them upset with each other, where uh, the female, Zach Simmons' girlfriend, and Mandy's girlfriend are going back and forth in uh, Zach Simmons' truck is across the parking lot, and uh, Zach and his girlfriend at the time, Mallory, are inside the truck, and now you have Mandy over on the passenger side, back and forth with Mallory, then you have three other people, Jenny, uh, there's a, a guy named Tommy, and there's a guy named Josh go to the driver's side over where Zach Simmons is at, and they're having words. So you have two people on the passenger side yelling back and forth. You have three or four people on the driver's side yelling back and forth. And in testimony today, uh, Tommy McClure said Zach Simmons had shown a had shown something. Well, court records and and, and witness statements said uh, he he showed a badge and said back off, back off. And that badge was when Zach Simmons was in a, a volunteer firefighter. So he probably got the badge uh, to, to show the, get back or get back He uh, is what was quoted there. Just trying to get away from the scenes, probably what, what he was trying to get him out. So he, he's dealing with those three people. And I get at that testimony says they backed up, backed away and he made a right turn on the Oklahoma Avenue toward the police station and city hall on this way was headed home. And if you know that parking lot, there's one way to get out and it's very, very narrow. And there's a concrete barrier in there. And to be honest with you, when I, when I park in there and, I, and as I leave in the middle of the daylight, when I turn right and I don't hit the curb, I feel like I'm the best driver in the entire world because it is a it is a fairly narrow um, uh, exit out there. So, uh, if you guys want to ask questions, you can. I'm going to try to get to those here afterwards. I, I'm going to try to stay focused here a little bit without uh, going too far off. Uh, but if there's questions, I, if I can answer them, I'd be glad to do that. But uh, so now the, there's some witnesses, you know, we, we haven't heard all the witnesses, but court papers and witness, there's the, there's the thing that we're waiting to see. Did Zach Simmons peel out? Did he take off fast or did he just turn right? Uh, what, you know, uh, at what rate of speed did he take off? Um, when Mandy was hit. So I think up to that point, 
everyone kind of is on the same page. There might, there might be a witnesses might be off a little bit. And, but I think we're, we're on the same page for the most part up to that point. After turning, uh, witnesses say that Zach Simmons got out, looked out. That's the part that I think will be the big part in this case coming up here in the next day or so. Did he get out of the truck? Cause, uh, like he, one witness said he had got out and looked like at the rear driver's side tire, looked kind of underneath there. So he obviously, you would think maybe got out because maybe he felt something, uh, whether it hit the curb. Uh, open statement said there was a big fuel tank in the back, uh, in the back of the truck. Something, according to witnesses, made Zach Simmons feel like there was a something that had hit the truck. And one witness said he got out at one time and looked at the rear the driver's rear t- uh, tire. And then, but the witness during the preliminary didn't say that. There was a few things that Scott Adams, I thought, uh, was trying to show confusion of testimony in the preliminary from the uh, original interview, from the day after interview, just trying to show uh, that the first juror, uh, Tommy McClure, who was with Mandy in that group. But um, so they say Zach got out, looked, looked back, and then took off. And that's where uh, you have leaving the scene of a fatality accident, if you believe that side, that he, in in fact, did do that. Uh, Again, we've only heard from... Uh, one witness that was there so far. There's more tomorrow, uh, but this is just day one, day one. So that's kind of the overview there. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Fuel tank in the back, hit the curb. Uh, They they say Zach uh, drove and stopped somewhere around the the police station, and that's when they said he stopped and looked back, whether he looked at his truck, if he got out or not, still don't know that. One witness said he kind of contradicted himself a little bit that he got out. Then one time he said he just looked out, didn't necessarily get out. So that's just one witness. Well, it'll be interesting to see what the other witnesses uh, in the trial say exactly how uh, Zach Simmons got in or out type deal. Uh, the first witness to be called to the stand uh, this afternoon was uh, the bar owner of Roosters, uh, Louis Arrigo. Uh, his nickname is uh, Rooster. And uh, he he had pulled up. He had taken some people out to a hotel, come back. He comes back, and there's police. And there's ambulance all over the, in front of his business. And uh, the, the lady, the Mandy, who got hit, uh, had told, had told uh, Louis that she had been hit, that he hit me. Uh, there was some vulgar, I won't use any of the vulgar there, but, uh, but, uh, there's surveillance video. There, there is surveillance video inside roosters at the time. There was none on the outside, but, uh, now there is outside, uh, surveillance, but, uh, there was some surveillance video that was published, uh, that was from the far side from another building. We haven't, haven't been able to see any of the video yet. Uh, they haven't seen any of the pictures, but there was some video. Is it good or not? Don't know, but there is some video 
that came from a surveillance video across uh, roosters, kind of near the parking lot, but we have not been able to see that uh, quite yet. Um, the just kind of going over here, some of the notes. Uh, the uh, the bar owner uh, really said that he thought most of the member. I can't remember if he said. I know he said that if three. I can't remember three or four were intoxicated. Mandy's group. There was four of them. Uh, they he said they came across as intoxicated. Which if you own a bar, you probably know what an uh, intoxicated person looks like. But also. Uh, he said Zach Simmons' crew, uh, which was uh, three people, he said they did not look intoxicated uh, when they left the bar. Um, the second witness that was called to the stand was Cindy Kyle. She's the person, who, uh, the lady who owns the building across the way that had the video. She really didn't offer a whole lot except for they, the state wanted to make sure that let the jury know we got the video from this lady here from this location. Uh, really not a whole bunch. In fact, uh, Scott Adams, the attorney for Zach Simmons, didn't even uh, uh, ask questions of her. They excused her. The third witness, third and final witness was Tommy McClure. Now, it was his son. He was with Tommy, his son Josh, Mandy, and Jenny. Mandy and Jenny were married. And they were friends with uh, Tommy and Josh. They're at uh, Tommy's house playing darts, drinking beer. Uh, Tommy said, called his son, other son, Brandon, hey, come and get us and take us to the bar. Uh, remember, they went to Roosters, they went to another club, then they went to another club, and then back to Roosters. And he admitted had drinking, he had drunk around 12 beers that day. Um, there was a Zach Simmons' girlfriend uh, walks by, and she thinks, she says uh, to Tommy, are you enjoying the show? And uh, Tommy said he just kind of let it go. That's when Mallory and Jenny had some words back and forth, but inside Bruce, inside the club. But after that, they, they hug, and Zach Simmons came over and said, hey, that's my girlfriend to Tommy. And they shook hands. So everything was, was fine. It appeared to be fine inside Roosters. Then they left at 11.26 and 11.28, two minutes apart. And then something happened. Don't know what happened that sparked the feud outside. Um, they shook hands. No, that's on video. I have not seen any video yet. Uh, so... Uh, Tommy and Mandy and Jenny, they, they all go outside waiting on Brandon to come and pick them up. Uh, Tommy says he when he walked out, he paid the tab. He was the last one to walk out. He walks out, and the scene has happened. He, there's people yelling, so he goes over there uh, to the driver's side trying to get Josh and Jenny away from the driver's side while Mandy and Mallory on the other side are arguing back and forth. And going through my notes here, I see a few questions here, and I'll get to those here in a second. Uh, there was some. Uh, Tommy said there. There was another part in here uh, that kind of went had went back and forth. 
Tommy said there was a homophobic uh, slur uh, or a sentence to from Mallory to Mandy, although they, they did not come up in Tommy's statement uh, at the scene the day after the scene or did not come in the preliminary hearing, but it did come in today for the first time. And uh, I won't say what uh, was said as far as a slur, but, uh, um, but that was between Mallory and Mandy. Um, Tommy said uh, in his testimony, he said, uh, he saw it bounce, talking about the truck bounce, and he kind of referred it up the road in front of the PD. Uh, he said it was like a like 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 the truck had hit a speed bump or a pothole, uh, is what the the way the truck what he said had bounced. Um, and that's at one time he said he, Zach Simmons got out and looked, got back in the truck and left. Um, and then at, at this time, Tommy says, Josh, the other party with Mandy, went running toward the truck and said, you just hit somebody. And Mandy at this time was moving, but it was in a, in a lot of pain. So that's when cross-examination, cross-exam, cross-exam, uh, cross, cross-exam, cross-exam? Uh, Scott Adams came up there, the defense attorney, and... I'm trying to read my writing. I, I write so fast trying to keep up with it. Um, during cross-exam, it, it, at one time, Tommy said he, he did not get out of the truck. He kind of opened the truck and looked backwards. Uh, so he kind of, he, he said he got out, looked back at the rear tire, but then on cross-exam said he didn't get out, but he did look outside the, open the door and look. So uh, that's where it's like, what's, what really did happen and uh, Tommy admit to drinking at least 12 beers and was drunk, didn't have his glasses, so he couldn't see. Uh, it was dark, he said. Uh, Tommy also said he don't recall uh, Zach Simmons spinning his wheels, like peeling out when he took off uh, up Oklahoma Road. Um... At the preliminary hearing, uh, Tommy said he did not get out of the truck, but today, under oath, he did say he got out. So that's the part that, uh, with one witness, it's not really clear exactly what happened as far as did he get out, did he not get out, the type deal. Uh, so other witnesses will probably play a factor in that. Um, And I think that's uh, they were scheduled to have Josh, the other the other partner in Mandy's group that um, was with them, was supposed to testify today, but uh, ran out of time. It went over, I think it ended about five fifteen today. So um, that's kind of the nutshell. Of it. I know it's kind of confusing a little bit because it's testimony from one person, and that one person was kind of saying stuff that. Um, that he didn't say at the, the night of the incident or the day after the incident. Uh, I, Tommy did go back in after Mandy got uh, hit and the truck drove off. Tommy goes back into the club and is looking to talk to somebody, trying to figure out who the guy in the truck was. And he took a swing at somebody 
and was uh, arrested and uh, had spent the night in jail. And that's when uh, the police tried to talk to him again to try to figure out what happened that night. And so that is where we are right now uh, in the case. I'm sure we will hear from Josh, the other part of the party. I'm sure we will hear from Jenny. And then I think after that, we'll get into uh, Lieutenant Mark Bruning. We'll probably uh, testify on that. Again, I think everybody's going to agree um, something foolish happened inside, and then it kind of cooled down a little bit. Once at 11.26, when everyone goes outside, something, somebody, something, somebody said something, did something to reignite what it was to get into the argument where uh, it really sounded like Mandy, uh, the, the, the lady who died, 33-year-old who died, and Mallory, the girlfriend of Zach Simmons. Something happened between them two to get it really going. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe it was, I'm, I, I'm not sure, but uh, the part, we know that everyone's going to agree that he turned right on Oklahoma. The part, I think, that I'm waiting to hear because uh, everyone's innocent until proven guilty. And uh, I've written three stories. I've been in, in the preliminary hearing. I've been to the first day of the jury trial. And I try to be uh, open-minded on a lot of stuff that I, on these trials, I've covered uh, several trials. And I always keep an open mind, even during the David Wade, uh, the, the deputy who got uh, shot and killed by um, the guy sentenced to prison for the rest of his life. And that anniversary of that horrible ordeal was five years ago. But even during that deal, um, I kept an open mind. We all know he shot and killed him, but I try to be fair in these trials. And so right now, it, it, I have not heard anything that says that Zach did step out, look back, don't know that part. And that's the part I think that will, whatever side comes out and, and points that toward the jurors, I think that will uh, be the deciding factor because uh, the jurors don't know anything about this case. That's why they weren't, they're not supposed to be watching or listening to any news or report or anything like that. So I think that's the part that will decide the ultimate fate of Zach Simmons in the one charge that in the one charge that he's facing, which is leaving the scene of a fatality accident, drives a big truck. Did he know he hit somebody? Didn't hit somebody. Uh, his attorney says he didn't know in any of that until the next day when police got a hold of him. So that is day one. Uh, Angela Martin, I will end the question here. Can you also tell us about a second arrest for drunk driving at, after this particular violation? Yes, that, that however, uh, will not come up in this trial. Will not come up in this trial because uh, that was after the fact and has nothing to do with this case. Now, depending on what happened on this deal and then in the future, it could be in, that was in Payne County, but that, that arrest has nothing to do with this one and will not come up in this. Uh, it can't come up uh, in this, in this trial here, unless his, maybe his attorney, his attorney would have to bring it up and that's not going to happen. The state cannot bring it up. So that, uh, that case is still pending in Payne County, but it cannot come up in here. On this trial here, Mark, you see, Mark, how long do you expect this trial to last? Um, so day two is tomorrow on Wednesday. There's somebody in the group. I'm not sure if 
it's part of the judge or the, the, the fence or the state. Somebody has a funeral in the morning, so they will not be uh, starting tr this day two trial until 1.30 tomorrow afternoon. That's Wednesday. Uh, I think it'll definitely go into Thursday. It depends on what happens on Thursday. Um, do note Friday, Friday, the courthouse is closed due to 89ers. So this could linger maybe into Monday, no later than Tuesday. Um, if I were to, if I were to extremely to guess on this, I would say Monday, maybe Tuesday. Again, no, uh, uh, no morning session tomorrow on Wednesday, and no, uh, no trial on Friday because of 89ers. I don't know why this turns blank. Does that just mean nobody put anything in there, Bree? So, uh, if you guys have any questions, I know um, it's kind of not real clear. And I, I have not been able to write a story. Uh, went to this trial, got done at 515. Uh, my kid played baseball in Perry, so I drove up there, came home, made some burgers on the Traeger, and I'm ex ex uh, completely tired and was not able to do an article. So I thought, well, I can at least um, get on here and kind of tell you what happened on day one uh, of the trial. So uh, I apologize, uh, no article and... Uh, my kids got a doctor's appointment tomorrow morning, so I don't know if I'll even get to a, a, a story on until maybe Thursday. But uh, I want to at least pop on here and, and, and talk about it. Any questions uh, anybody else has, real quick? And hopefully, I didn't make it too complicated. It was kind of complicating a little bit just because uh, he, you know. The first one, uh, one of the witnesses said he did get out, didn't get out. Uh, I thought the witness did a pretty good job, though. There were some things that um, I, I just don't know which which one. He had a hard time remembering. Um, and, and do remember, this took took place three years ago, and um, you remember different things at different times. So uh, luckily, I've never, and I hope I never be put in that situation. But um, so we'll see how that plays out uh, there. And. Obviously, we'll know a whole lot more after day two. And um, anyway, I hope I didn't make it more confusing. But there was uh, there was family members. I, I think some some somehow re relation to Mandy. There was four to seven people inside the courtroom for Mandy as they uh, sat on the behind the the state's table. And I think I was the only one. On the other side, trying to get as close as I can to all the uh, exhibits and attorneys where I can hear the best. Uh, there were two uh, Logan County Sheriff's deputies in there, like there always is, uh, for trial. And I really think that was it. So I think that more and more the as the trial goes on, we'll have more people inside. Because if the, like like Jenny and Josh... Uh, the people, the names that we have come up, that we've heard so far on the trial, they can't be inside the courtroom until after uh, they have been excused uh, by the judge, After usually after their testimony. So we'll probably have more and more people in, in the courtroom as this progresses. So um, I give it a, few, a minute or two here for any questions. Again, I'm streaming this on Facebook and YouTube. If you have not gone over to YouTube, see if this button works. It does. It does. Uh, videos are a lot easier to find.
got through news page videos are a lot easier to find on YouTube than they are on Facebook. Like I'll end the stream here in a minute and this, this video will be lost in Facebook world forever. Uh, but on YouTube, uh, they're all archived uh, in order that they happen, whether it be uh, sporting events, council meetings, school board meetings, uh, stuff like this. It's just a lot easier. So uh, go to youtube.com slash Guthrie News page or just search Guthrie News page. Uh, hit the subscribe button. I think I have a button for that too, right? Yeah. So you hit the subscribe button and then that bell, and then you'll be notified when we go live. And you'll know exactly uh, what happens there. So... Uh, again, the judge excused in board dire uh, jury selection, jury questions, and the questions are always uh, if you're counting at home on board dire, yes, CSI came up. CSI comes up every time because uh, the state wants the, the jurors know that that they can't solve the case like they do on TV, and so. Uh, you know, those TV shows they always have uh, in 60 Minutes Plus commercials, they always have the scene, the investigation, the jury, and all that happens in 60 Minutes. And they always bring up CSI. You know, I can't. we can't just solve it in 60 Minutes, and we're not going to have all the details that Hollywood comes up with. So uh, they come up. But uh, Judge Corley excused six people today. The state excused four. Defense excused four. And the state and defense actually can excuse one more each, but they did not do that. So, Vicky asked, "Will you be back on tomorrow evening to let us know what went on?" That is, oops. Yes, I I, I hope to to do that. Um, I think. Being Wednesday night, there are no junior high or high school baseball games. It is 89er week, so that is crazy as well. But, yes, I, I do plan to hopefully come on here tomorrow. I'm not sure what time uh, to come on here and kind of tell you what happened on day number two of the Sack Simmons trial. Um, but, again, right now, I am undecided uh, exactly what happened. I'm waiting to hear... Um, did he know? Uh, it sounds like he, uh, according to the bar owner, Zach Simmons was not uh, intoxicated. Uh, he um, did he know that he hit her? I'm not sure. Not sure. And you know, he, again, he had three people on the driver's side of his truck arguing. He had two guys and a lady arguing with him. Meanwhile, there's another argument going on on the other side. So when he showed that badge, again, no one is disagreeing uh, that he he flashed a badge, which was a volunteer firefighter badge. Uh, was he trying to presume that he was a – he wanted them to know that he was a police officer? Don't know that. We might not ever know that. But he showed a badge. I mean, if you use common sense, he was probably – just using a badge to get them back off, which they did back off. And then he takes off. Did he just see those three and then took off? Did he look over there where you saw Mandy or didn't see Mandy? Don't know. Obviously, uh, one witness said he stopped. I think the other witnesses will also say that he stopped. Why did he stop? Did he get out? Did he look? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know that. And that's why there's a trial. That's because uh, 
or trying to figure that out. I can tell you, Scott Adams, uh, the attorney, pull this up here. I think it's this one. Yeah. Scott Adams on the right side of your screen on, on the very right. Scott Adams, he's an attorney out of Oklahoma city and he's good. I'm just telling you, he is good. I've seen him three or four times in Logan County. He has some of the biggest cases in the state and he's good. I meant, uh, I don't know if he's going to win this case or not. He might, he might not. I don't know, but I can tell you he's good. And I, I've, I, I've only seen him at courtrooms. I've never been to his office. I've never had, I had short conversations with him today. Uh, he doesn't know who I am. He might know that I'm the reporter guy that's at all his, uh, at all his trials. I do not know him, but I've seen him work and he is good. So uh, if the Logan County District Attorney's Office can win that one, that would be a big, big win uh, for J.R. and uh, Carson Turner, the two attorneys, uh, district attorney, assistant district attorneys here in Logan County, uh, Scott Adams and Robert Gray, uh, the two attorneys there for Sack Simmons. I should probably look at these questions before I put them on the screen, but uh, I'll just put them on here and we'll just address them as they as they are. So, uh, oops, sorry, wrong button. There we go. Tommy, good to see you, Tommy. BCW Wrestling. Um, I didn't know they were finally taking him to trial. We had left Rooster shortly after it happened, and we were inside when it happened. Yeah, um, this happened about 11.30 at night. They show... Uh, Zach Simmons and his crew leaving at 11:26, and then after that, uh, Mandy and her group leaving at 11:28. And I did, I did. Uh, Tommy did say um, that if his group had waited just a little bit longer, if his group had waited a little bit longer to leave, more than two minutes, that Zach Simmons would have drove away, and none of this would happen, and and his friend would still. He didn't say this part that his friend would still be alive, but he said he did say if this if this if we would have waited just a little bit longer, Zach Simmons would have drove away. Um, and so uh, Scott Adams, the attorney for Zach, uh, made sure to reiterate that a couple times uh, during the trial. So, folks, it is ten thirty at night, and uh, I apologize for coming on here late. Uh, just a super long day. I was not going to be able to get an article out and just wanted to uh, let everybody know. I know this is a case that everyone's kind of been waiting to. It's been two and a half years. It will be three, uh, 2019, three years in October. So two and a half years, I should say. Uh, and, uh, you know, the flowers and I don't know if Teddy Bear, but I know there's flowers still at the scene across from Roosters. Uh, went to an event at the depot and saw that there. So. Tommy says we were filming, asking it for it then. Yeah, there was a, uh, there was, at the time this was happening, and uh, the first witness today, uh, the bar owner, talked about uh, there's eight video cameras inside Roosters at the time. There might be more now, I'm not sure. Uh, but they were filming a movie, and the movie crew moved the surveillance cameras just slightly, and so they didn't have the best of views. They had some good views, but not what, they could have been better. But the, uh, the film crew had moved those accidentally, putting up tents or lights or whatever. They kind of got bumped and didn't have the normal angles that, that they would have. But they do show the, the parties leaving 
uh, out the door. Have not seen the video. I'm not sure if we will see it or not. I'm sure we will uh, at some time. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be the state or the fans who does it, but um, I'm sure we will see that uh, video uh, inside as well as outside from across the way. Hopefully I didn't confuse everybody. If I did, I apologize. It was just trying to uh, go over the notes as best as I could. But uh, anyway, all right, we're going to get out of here and uh, we're going to do this tomorrow. See what day two of the trial has. Again, 1.30 tomorrow, no morning session uh, in this case. We'll be there Thursday. We'll see where that takes. Um, I think it'll be Monday, maybe Tuesday, uh, but we'll see unless things speed up. Have a great night, great weekend. 89ers week parade is in town, or excuse me, the carnival is in town. A lot of events going on. And Saturday is the 89er parade. We will have, we will stream the video live again. This is, I don't know how many years we've done this in a row, but the 89er uh, parade will be streamed live on Guthrie News Page YouTube. I will have the link up here soon, and I'll put it on uh, all the social media outlets so you guys can like it. Everybody's going to go to the parade, go out there, have fun, but uh, do mark it so you can go back and watch it. And I, uh, you can see yourself or your family or or any of that later. But uh, a lot of people live out of out of Guthrie, out of state, and this is a good, cool way to uh, let those people see uh, Guthrie that haven't been here in several years. And so I know uh, the stream uh, really helps out people who don't live here anymore can come back and kind of see. Uh, their hometown, and, uh, you know, we always watch videos from 40, 50, 60 years ago of the 89 Parade. It's really, really cool, and so hopefully in 40, 50, 60 years, YouTube is still around, and uh, people will be looking back at these Guthrie News page uh, videos uh, of the parade, and uh, we'll have commentary, we'll have guests on the show, and all that good stuff. So we want everybody to go to the parade and, and celebrate that, and then got to come back and watch it on YouTube, but if you can't make it out, uh, we will carry it live. So let your family members know if they don't live here or can't be here, we will carry it live from downtown Guthrie. Hope everyone has a great week, great 89er week, and everyone be safe out there. So long.